in to another episode of the Growing Faith Podcast. My name is Rick McClatchy. I am your host today. I'm excited to be here with you today. So we're going to uh, take take a session or two to talk about the, the answering the question, how do I help my small group multiply? As we try here at the Growing Faith Podcast to really equip the saints to do the work of the ministry, to equip kind of the average Joe in the church pews um, to to make their mark in the kingdom of God. And so often what uh, what constitute a, constitutes as making your mark in the kingdom of God is surprisingly um, unfancy, su- surprisingly unattractive, you know, surprisingly uncomplicated things that actually make the difference. And uh, and that is one of the reasons why I specifically, I am so passionate about small group ministry uh, because I really believe it's uh, one of the tools that helps us walk in this, this world of real true relationships where real true discipleship can happen in people's lives. And, and so super passionate about that. You guys know that you've been uh, with the Growing Faith podcast long enough probably to to know my heart and uh, how I just, uh, I'm always, always thinking about community, always thinking about relationships, always thinking about ways we can do it better, uh, more effectively, get more people involved. And so as a small group pastor at a church, which is one of the roles that I fulfill here at, uh, at Manor House here in Portland, um, you know, one of your goals, obviously, is to grow the ministry, to grow your effectiveness. It, You know, it's not this strict business measurement type of environment, but you do want to take a look at the fruit. The, the numbers do, to some extent, indicate some fruit in the ministry efforts. And so that can lead to some, you know, challenging conversations with small group leaders and and that kind of thing, because you want more groups, you want more groups, you want more groups. And, and so you can, uh, interestingly, you know, you can go as a, as a small groups pastor and you can begin to kind of lower the bar, lower the expectation, um, even change your verbiage of how you describe what a small group leader is so that you can then get more people in. (laughs) And so, um, because a lot of times, you know, what keeps people from getting plugged into small groups is they're not finding a group that they feel like really fits what they need at this particular juncture in their life. And so um, obviously having more groups tends to result in more people being connected into small groups. And so we're going to talk about this concept. How do I help my group multiply? And um, and and I use the word multiply because I really think that that's a key aspect here today is that we want our groups to become exponential uh, multipliers, exponential increase on the work that we do in the small group world. So we're not really today here to talk about how do you add people to your small group. I think that that is fairly basic, fairly simple. You just invite people to come. You uh, encourage the people in your group to encourage people to come and you just walk down that road of invitation and and then making sure that people feel welcome when they show up to your group. So let's go ahead and just jump into this idea 
of how do I how do I help my group multiply? And and so we're gonna start first and foremost with uh, point number one is to cast off the burden, the the responsibility of fruitfulness. You know, if you think about John chapter fifteen, where Jesus says, uh, "I am the vine, and you." are the branch. Uh, the branches are where fruit appears. However, the branch really doesn't have that much to do with the fruitfulness. Um, the branch is just kind of existing there as a part of the vine and boom, fruit comes on the branches. And so that is a great picture for us to understand that our primary role as small group leaders, our primary goal as Christians, for crying out loud, is to be connected into the vine, to be in actual relationship with Jesus Christ, because that is where true fruitfulness comes from. I mean, Jesus is pretty clear, for without me, you can do nothing. And so for us to set our sights on anything, anything at all in the body of Christ to say that we can uh, accomplish something without first and foremost making connection and relationship with Jesus the primary target. Uh, we're just fooling ourselves. Or even worse, we're producing false fruit. So stuff that looks good, but once you cut into it, you find that the, the center of it is just rotten because it's not actual genuine fruit that grew in a healthy way through the vine. So I want you to cast off the burden of responsibility for fruitfulness in the group. But that doesn't mean you don't have a part to play. It just means that you don't carry the ultimate burden. Uh, Jesus said, you know, come to me, those who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so if you think about the picture of a yoke, it's like a, a wooden kind of contraption. Or, you know, some of them were made of wood and um, with basically like two two holes in it to, uh, to link two oxen together to be able to accomplish work. And so, um, you know, Jesus in, in this picture is... Uh, is yoked in and he's like, take my yoke upon you. Come and be joined in a yoke of ministry with me and you'll find that my yoke is easy. Because when, I mean, I don't know how many times I've ever <laughs> encountered this, whether you're like, you're counseling someone, you're helping someone and uh, man, it's just like hitting your head against a wall, hitting your head against a wall. And then one day it's like the Holy Spirit just breathes in and the people come back and they're like, Hey man, uh, you know, like you've been telling them to do ABC for six months and they just, man, they have not really been doing it, not really getting it. And then they're like, come in one day and they'll be like, Oh man, I just feel like the Holy spirit told me to do ABC and I've been doing it for the last week and it's made all the difference in the world. And it's so amazing. And you're thinking, okay, I'm pretty sure I was telling you to do ABC for six months 
but boy, the Holy Spirit speaks a word into your heart or to the degree where they actually listen, right? Like they finally actually heard the Holy Spirit say it to them. Uh, boom, fruitfulness, boom, transformation. So those are the kinds of things that happen when we link ourselves up with Jesus, when we yoke ourselves up with him, and we don't just go all crazy trying to do it our own way. Because in the kingdom of God, I think you have to be willing to um, to accept the the pace, the slow pace, the slow win, the slow victory, because you know, like you can use the whole microwave crock pot kind of example. The Holy Spirit is not typically your microwave producer. Uh, people are not produced in, in microwave environments or they come out as mutants, right? <laughs> uh, really, we are more of the slow cook crock pot type of dynamic where it's little by little slow and slow and steady wins the race. And, uh, you know, it's interesting, you know, you, uh, you take a crock pot, you drop a big old thing of like frozen meat in there and some other things that are going to cook with it and you turn it on and it's like nothing, nothing's happening, you know, just there's no evidence that anything's going on. And then slowly but surely you could feel the outside of the crock pot is heating up a little bit and you're like, okay, all right, there's, there's power going on, you know, like, all right. And and you just kind of let it go and let it go. And, um, you know, after a while, after quite a while, um, I mean, still no indication. So now everything's hot, but stuff inside still looks normal. Hey, you come back an hour later, come back two hours later, and there begins to be an aroma that begins to fill, fill the house. You begin to be able to not just uh, maybe maybe you can't even totally see the difference yet. But you can begin to smell the difference as the food begins to be cooked all together and the aroma from that food begins to begins to join together. And then now like you're beginning to see and smell uh, that there's a work that's happening. And again, it's this slow and steady thing. And again, you know, just like in any of those cooking situations, if you cut off the process too early, then you get yuck. You get disgusting right because partially cooked food is just it's a mess it, it doesn't taste right it can make you sick and on and on and on and so we have to make sure that we are bought into this journey um, for the slow go because the slow go is the way to go in the kingdom of God because uh, every once in a while God will step in and boom make something happen but for the most part God is about day-to-day -day in your life, working in you, abiding in the vine, and fruit coming from that. So cast off the burden of the responsibility of fruitfulness in your group. Um, you know, one man waters, another one plants, but it is God that gives the increase. We need to recognize that we are not the sole provider of growth and of progress. You have to just surrender, first surrender your life, then surrender your group uh, to the power of the Holy Spirit. Say, God, this is yours. These are your people. These are your kids. You want to see them grow even more than I do. So Lord, I just surrender it into your hands. The second step. So the first one is just to cast off the burden and take on his yoke. The second step is to pray for it. 
here we we say that the top three jobs of a small group leader really you could boil it down like these are your only three jobs one we want people to meet with their groups regularly because in the small group realm you know if you're not meeting what are you doing like are you able to grow are you able to impact people's lives uh, when you're not meeting uh, it's pretty challenging so and I think going through COVID and uh, walking through all of those different dynamics, I think we have a fresh understanding of the value of community and the value of being physically present with one another. So, um, so meet regularly with your people. Number two is to pray for each person in your group by name every single day. Um, wow. I mean, just again, we've talked about this before in previous episodes uh, on the podcast but I mean, can you just imagine how different a life could be after three months of consistently every single day being brought before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and the creator of heaven and earth to say, Lord, I pray for, for James today that you would bless him and that you would fill him, Lord, and that you would give him the grace to accomplish all of the things that are in front of him to accomplish, to respond correctly to every situation that's in front of him. I mean, come on. So uh, we want people to meet regularly with their group. We want them to pray for every person in their group by name every single day. And then we want them to help them identify and take their next step in their walk with Jesus. And this is really a key point of small group leadership. Small groups are are a, a place where relationship and discipleship can happen Um but we need to, as leaders, we need to encourage it. We need to be intentional. We need to pour into that. And so you can see that number number two on that list is praying. And so we want to pray for every single person in our group by name every day. And we want to be, uh, we want to, we want to pray not just for each person in the group, but we want to pray for the group. We want to pray for what is happening each time we get together, for what is happening in the group when we are apart from each other. So you want to pray for your group to be fruitful. You want to pray for each individual daily, asking God to build into them what they what they need and what they are supposed to be growing into. Um, and and this really can... Uh, one great way that you can do this is by phone calls and text messages and other, you know, Marco Polos and those kinds of messages to the people in your group to let them know that you're thinking about them, to let them know that you're praying for them, to let them know that you believe in them. Those are all hugely positive things that you can do. And a lot of times when, when you take it from the group environment to being able to connect with them on an individual level in between group meetings, those are the places where you're able to really connect with, uh, with them on a personal level and help them to begin to decipher the things that are going on in their lives. Because a lot of times when we get stuck on our own processing information, processing the situations, the circumstances that we face, a lot of times we process them incorrectly because we have a limited perspective. We have um, very, yeah, we have a limited perspective. I think that's really, and also we're emotionally 
impacted by things that are going on around us, which cause us to then interpret things potentially in an incorrect fashion. So being able to have somebody else in our life that is outside a little bit of that to look in on it and say, yeah, I think you're seeing that situation correctly. Yeah, I think you're moving forward in an appropriate fashion. That's a great idea. You should totally do that. That, that is a powerful place for people to do that point number three of, uh, of what small group leaders are supposed to be doing. Help them identify and take their next step in their walk with Jesus. And why are we talking about this? Well, it's because people's gro- people growing in maturity um, so that they could then uh, become disciplers themselves. So as a small group leader, one of the things you're doing is you're helping disciple people. You're helping them take their next step in their walk with Jesus. But at some point, they need to step in and they need to become one who helps other people take their next step in their walk with Jesus, meaning probably they, they need to lead a small group at some point, even if it's just a small discipleship group of you know two three four five people um and so this this discipleship thing we're we're praying into this discipleship thing and we are following up with them uh phone calls text messages thinking about you praying for you maybe the lord even drops a word on your heart for them like hey i don't know this verse really stuck out to me today and you're you're pouring into them what you're doing in that place not only are you praying for them, not only are you engaging the power of heaven, you know, in, in regards to their life, but you're also modeling a powerful dynamic of group leadership that, you know, we, we haven't talked one bit about tricky strategies to help multiply your small groups. What we're talking about is focusing on, one, being connected to Jesus, two, yoking up with him and carrying only his burden, and three, then walking with others and showing them what it looks like to be yoked up with Jesus. And so we're praying into this. We're casting off the burden of fruitfulness, the responsibility of fruitfulness, and knowing that it is God who brings the increase. It's not by our power, not by our might, but by the Spirit of the Lord that these things will be accomplished. And then secondly, we're going to pray for it on a consistent basis. And we're going to actually ask the Lord to give us words and insights into the people in our group on an individual basis. Like, uh, you know, one of the phrases we like to use in church sometimes is to put a demand on the anointing. The, the spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in you right now. And I can't think of a bigger description of the power of the spirit that lives in you other than the fact that it raised a dead person to life. Come on. That spirit lives in you. And a lot of times we act really like that's not true. And so we want to seek the Lord for the people in our group, not because they can't do it on their own. Obviously, we want to talk to them about how they can seek the Lord themselves, how they can get a word, how they can hear the voice of God themselves. But we want to model what it looks like to disciple and care for other people. And so that really is um, the bulk of what we're going to talk about today. 
because I think those are such crucial building blocks of how to um, how to begin the foundations of having groups that multiply is to one realize that you're not that big of a deal um, and that the key to all of it is that first and foremost you are connected to the vine and then secondarily is that we are praying for it we're praying for growth in people which will lead to growth in groups because ultimately the goal is not more small groups the goal is discipleship the goal is getting people to connect with jesus grow in relationship with him and then to go and do the same in other people's lives the goal is the kingdom of god expanding over the face of the earth so if we get too hung up on having more small groups and we we forget the big big why why are we doing this then we will maybe potentially accomplish really great things because we can go, wow, look at how many small groups we have. But when it comes to true spiritual fruit, for the, what the Bible calls fruit that remains, I think we might be shocked at the poor quality of the fruit that can come from that when we get our aim at the wrong target and we we feel like we hit a bullseye and then realize we were aiming at the wrong target all along. So let's wrap it up there for now. This will be part one. Uh, next week we will cover part two where we will cover um, probably three more points of ways that you can help your small group multiply. So I hope that today uh, has been helpful and that you've been um, challenged in one way or another uh, to, to engage more deeply in your group, uh, to engage in the lives of the people God has brought your way in this season. And so as always, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being a part of the Growing Faith podcast listening audience team family community i appreciate you very much if you would be so kind as to go to whatever platform you are uh, checking out podcasts on if you could uh, give us a review if you could subscribe and then take the link for this episode and just think of two or three people that you think would really benefit from listening to this episode and then share it with them. I would love for you to do that. That would be so awesome. With that, I just say a big hearty God bless you and have the most amazing day.